The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderes, the Mexican, not afraid to be American. That's right, folks. Never afraid. Never afraid to show my Americanness. Unlike some of the uh, players for the Women's World Soccer Cup team that, you know, did horrible, uh, maybe if they'd concentrate more on loving their country and appreciating the fact that they get to represent their country, uh, maybe they'd do better next time. We shall see. But, hey, congratulations to Spain. You know, I uh, once the U.S. was out, it was hard to cheer for the U.S., though, when they still have that Rapino anti-American nut job and some of the others that are on there. Uh, but, you know, I, I still, you know, it's the United States. I got to cheer for them. Uh, but once they were out, I was cheering for Spain and Spain won. So congratulations to the Spanish women. Um, and I have to say this, <laughs> this is going to send media matters right to their cry closets. Uh, I believe every female player I saw on the Spanish women's soccer team looked like actual females and looked like they were enjoying being women. <laughs> there were none of them on there that looked like they were trying to be dudes. So uh, kudos to them to express and enjoy their femininity and and actually uh, perform very well on the soccer field and they defeated England so it was great it was, it was fun it was awesome and I enjoyed watching the game so all right <laughs> so fear not Hawaii fear not the dementia patient has landed in Hawaii well he landed for about an hour <laughs> he tried, he, I mean I shouldn't laugh at this ladies and gentlemen but I I, I just I, I don't know what else to tell you if you haven't figured out that 10% Joe is in no position, no condition to be president. He isn't. And uh, I, I cannot believe there's some of you out there who are actually considering, at least according to polling, that some of you, enough of you, are actually considering voting for this dementia patient again in 2024. So much so that the polling is uh, tied with Trump, although... And I'm going to get to this later. There's a polling after polling starting to show Trump pulling away. I Well, I shouldn't say pulling away because it's statistically still a tie, I, I suppose. Uh, but there are some polls that are showing up where Trump is taking a lead over Joe Biden for the uh, 2024 uh, election. And uh, I, it just cracks me up because, look, you Democrats, you're, you're going to get what you ask for. You, you, you're doing everything you can to get Trump to be the nominee because you think you can hide Biden in the basement and you think you can beat Trump again. Well, let me tell you something. In 2020, Trump had a record and you guys bastardized it and people believed you. And Biden didn't have a record, even though the man's been in government for 150 years and accomplished nothing. Uh, I think the biggest accomplishment Biden ever had in the Senate uh, in his government career was uh, – Pushing laws that would hurt black folks. Yeah, you could, yeah, that, that's, I'm telling folks, that's just the truth. Uh, I look at the 94 crime law. If you are telling me, uh, just a few years ago that the 94 crime law was, was harmful to black folks, well, Joe Brandon, 10% Joe, that man is the one who pushed that bill through or helped push it through. Uh, so, uh, is that his biggest compliment? And you guys want to reelect him again? I mean, it's a, it's it's hilarious. 
uh, were it not so sad, it would be even more funny. But, uh, look, I, I, it's just amazing when I see some of this polling, when I see people out there that are still, uh, willing, or at least they're saying they're willing to vote. I mean, are you that dedicated to the letter D? Are you that married to the letter D? I, I mean, it is amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. You have a man here in a dementia patient, 10% Joe, that's not just a bad politician. He's destroying this country. And if destroying this country is too powerful a word for phrase for you, well, he's hurting this country. And he's making life for the common American, the common American family, uh, whether, you know, whether you're married or not or whatever your situation is. If you're just a hardworking American trying to make it day to day, trying to live month to month, Joe Brandon Biden and his merry band of socialist Democrats are making it harder for you. And yet some of you out there still think you want to vote for him. It's just amazing to me. Oh, they're the yeah, ones, David. They're the ones that are still wearing masks with their windows <laughs> down. David, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> because uh, there's a headline out today that Hollywood studios, I'm not sure which studio it is, but they, all these bozos will probably copy each other. But there's a Hollywood studio that just reinstated the mask mandate. They reinstated the mask mandate. First of all, we now know. As as we said plenty of times on this show that the masks weren't going to do – they're not going to protect you from anything. Uh, they didn't – they don't work. But Hollywood's going to do it anyway because they're married to the Democrat Party. And as we get – and mark my words, as we get closer to the election, as we get into 2024 and, and the, the election season really kicks off, you're going to see the Democrats trip over themselves to try and force anyone they can into a mask. And you're going to see the Democrat – sycophants and their party and the the people who just can't get away from the letter d you're going to see them put on their mask not just in their car they'll wear them in their house they'll wear them everywhere to be a statement because to them wearing a mask screams i'm an idiot loser democrat (laughs) all right that's gonna tick some people off but i I mean i'm just serious folks imagine and this is what's sad there are there are people in this country who are mentally damaged uh, and just really psychologically damaged uh, because of what the Democrat Party did, because of what politicians did. And and look, there's some establishment Republicans get can, that can be thrown into this. Um, I will even say in in 2020, Trump's biggest failure as president, and he didn't have many. I mean, Trump had an excellent presidency when you look at his policies. But for 2020, listening to Fauci, the fact that Trump listened to Fauci, the fact that Trump listened to too many Democrats, the fact that Trump was willing to to do the lockdowns uh, was was a bad thing. And and again, I've said this before. uh, If you're president like Donald Trump was and this is happening and you've got people coming into your office one after another telling you that you're going to preside over the most deaths in history since the Spanish flu or whatever, um, you're probably you're going to tend to listen to them and take precautions. So I don't blame so much uh, Trump for what he did. I just hope he learned from it because it was absolutely 100% the wrong thing to do to lock this country down in 2020. 100%. You can't argue that with me. You can try, but it was 100% wrong to lock this country down. 100% wrong to force people into their home. 100% wrong to tell people that you should stay in your house and not go to the park or not walk through the neighborhood or not go spend time with your neighbors or family. 100% wrong for them to do that. Uh, and and uh, we know this. Now, I do believe Trump will learn, but, uh, but, but here we are. 
with all the information because in 2020 we didn't have as much information and as the information came on came in then Trump started changing his policy and eventually let go of those lockdowns now I don't think he let go of them long, soon enough but at least he did and because if he had a left office in lockdowns and Biden came in we'd still be locked down that's how messed up and authoritarian the democrats are uh, but uh here we are today 2023 late 2023 and we know we know from the studies, from the information, from the data, everything, that the mask didn't work, the lockdowns didn't work, all the things that were – so many of the things that were done were so wrong uh, and, and actually made things worse. We know all this. We know this information now. And yet here we are going into the – about to go into the fourth quarter. Uh, we're a month, a month and a half away or so of the fourth quarter of 2023. And the Democrat Party wants to put you in a mask. Joe Biden wants you back in a mask. And Hollywood is dutifully taking note because what the Biden administration will do is start putting out feelers. We want masks. We want masks. And they start doing that. Next, you're going to see the media start. If they haven't already, the media will start pushing masks. You're going to see the media bozos wearing masks. Trust me, if they're not doing it, they will be doing it soon. But Hollywood is is the first to take the signal and and, and start this masking BS again. And, and if you're in Hollywood and if you're an actor and you got a pair of cojones, you should push back against this crap. But, but understand this and, and watch, pay attention. Because only the workers, only the blue collar part of Hollywood, only the servants, the peasants, the waiters, the staff, only they will be in masks. Somehow it will be perfectly healthy for the elitist actors and the elitist directors and the the media types it'll be perfectly healthy for them not to wear a mask they can slobber spit and 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 i'm not even going to say what just popped in my head but they can slobber spit and who knows what else on each other they can roll around with each other because if you're in front of a camera and you're an elitist actor an elitist director an elitist elitist media type well somehow you are immune from anything that they're scaring the other people by forcing them to wear masks. So under, so pay attention. You will see the grips, the lighting guys, the, the, all the people behind the scenes, the serve, everybody, all of them, the peasants will be wearing masks. Anyone serving coffee or bringing water to an elitist actor will be wearing a mask, but the actor won't. The elitist director won't. The elitist media types won't. You want to explain that science to me, folks? You want to explain that to me? You can't explain it to me. And shame on, shame on these people, these elitist bozos that will force uh, the, the, the hardworking people, the people that are on the ground, the, 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 uh, the grips and the lighting people and the food people, the, 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 the janitors, the, the servers, the, the runners, all of the people that make so much happen on a set, they're going to be struggling to breathe because they're going to be in a mask. And all the elitist, they won't. They won't. If, the, if they're outside somewhere and the camera's on, they may put one on for show, but they won't have their mask on. Only the peasants, only the peasants shall wear masks. Folks, it's coming again. Joe Biden wants to, and the Democrats want to push you again. You the people, we the people, we allowed them in 2020 and 2021 to push us beyond their, even their wildest dreams. They were able to take away liberties and freedoms that they never dreamed they'd be able to take away. And too many of you were okay with it. Well, it's going to come back. 
The Democrats, I told you guys before, the Democrat Party is the closest thing to an authoritarian party we've ever had in this country. And they've got a taste of power that they only dreamed of for years and years and years. I mean, from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the, and, and much of the 2000s, the Democrat Party only dreamed of the power they acquired in 2020 and 2021. You look at what the Democrat governors did and what the Democrat politicians did from 2020 through 2021 through 2022 and what they're trying to do now. These people are drunk with the power that we the people let them have. And shame on you people in blue states because you really, you really gave up your freedom and liberty. You gave it up in the name of security for a virus, for a cold virus, a flu virus. And I'm not going to get in particulars on how bad COVID was when it first hit, and which it was for, for mainly elderly people and mainly people who had um, comorbidities. But everything else they pretty much lied to you about. And they did it in the name of power, acquiring power to see how far could they push we the people. How far, how many, how much freedom and liberty could they take away in the name of security? And, and look, do I need to remind you? I believe it was Benjamin Franklin who said, if those that are willing to give up freedom and liberty in lieu of security deserve neither. Now, I did not do that as an exact quote. I'm paraphrasing. And I believe it was Franklin who said it. But he basically said, those who are willing, the American people that are willing to give up freedom and liberty in the name of security deserve neither. And that's true to today. If you are willing to cower down and wimp out on life because you're afraid to be independent, you're afraid to be free, you're afraid to be, uh, to have a liberty, you want the government to, to, to wipe your runny nose? Well, then you're gonna get what you deserve. And, you, and, and which is an authoritarian power. Which is what the Democrat Party has become and what their quest is. And now here comes Joe Brandon Biden, 10% Joe again, the dementia patient, trying to put everybody in a mask. Folks, it's coming. It's coming. It's already started. There's already a headline today. And Hollywood studios have picked up and took the lead, taken the lead, and they're starting to put all the peasants around the studio back in mask. And this is bad for your health. It's bad for your psyche. It's bad for your health. And these bozos will do it to their kids. They'll do it to their children. And, and we already know it's detrimental to children to put them in masks. A child will not develop properly who cannot be, who cannot grow up understanding the realities of facial expressions and emotions that come from face. When a child can't read another person's face and they don't learn to do it because they're in a mask from the time they're two years old. And let me remind you, don't laugh at me because it was the Democrat that bozo who can't keep his, uh, who basically ties his pants around his neck, uh, Nadler from New York, who said every child at two years old, and he might even now he probably wants them before two. He said they should be in a mask. That is the absolute worst thing to do. There is no science that any any child, kid, baby, uh, teenager is susceptible to COVID. We know this now. We know this. That's not to say they won't get it, but they are not having hardships with COVID. They didn't have it in, with 2020, and they're not going to have it now. And there's always going to be a variant. Folks, there's always a, COVID is here to stay. There's always going to be a variant. It's going to be a new variant. 
And these bozos are going to try and treat COVID like it was something else. And it's not. It is a flu, and there's going to be variants every year. And the Democrat Party is so drunk and high on, I mean, they're higher than when they, than they were. Some of these, and believe me, there are old farts around the Democrat Party who were here back in Woodstock. And there is, uh, on a high like they were back then. And they're on that power high. This time it's not so much weed as it is the power, the, the high of having so much power over so many people. You have become the peasant. You have become that class. And, and the elitist, well, they don't want you playing in their swimming pool. They don't want you playing in the sandbox, which is a big reason why they hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump may be a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. Um, he may be a very rich man, but he connects with the blue-collar worker. He connects with common America. He connects with middle America. He connects with the downtrodden. Donald Trump has turned the Republican Party into the party of the worker. You know, for years, the Democrats were the party of the worker. Back in Kennedy's time and before Kennedy, the Democrats, whether they deserved it or not, they were the party of the worker. But today, that's switching. The Republican Party is becoming the party of the left behind. The Democrat Party is the party of elitists. They're the coastal elites. They're the elites from all over the country, but especially the coastal elites. That's a Democrat Party. And they don't want you playing in their sandbox. They want you subservient. Every elitist Democrat, and trust me on this, they believe they're better than you. They have their high-powered uh, education pedigree. They have their uh, pedigree from the finest liberal colleges around the country. And that makes them better than you. That makes them better than you. That, that it, it's, it's sad. But uh, look, we, we've got the power, though. We, the people, have got the power. You always have the power. You just got to take your vote. You got to take your vote back. You got to make your vote mean something. Which is why I've said this before, and I want to stress it today. The moment, the second that you stop blindly voting for the Democrat Party, the second that you stop blindly giving your vote to the Democrat Socialist Authoritarian Party is the second that you become relevant again. The second you stop giving your vote blindly to the Democrat is the second you become a relevant voter again. And to my friends and people all over Hawaii, I can't explain this to you enough. I can't really, really, really... Because, look, Democrat... Uh, Hawaii is is all Democrat, and these people are suffering right now, and they're suffering because of the incompetence of Democrats. They're suffering from the incompetence of government. Climate change, and yes, I am going to say this, climate change had nothing to do with the fires in Hawaii. You want me to repeat it, so make sure the Media Matters gets this. This is the On Point with Victor show. This is America's Web Radio, and On Point with Victor, me, the host, is saying climate change had nothing to do with the fires in Hawaii. Do you know what started those fires, it looks like? It looks like it was a power um, uh, surge or, or a power spark from a power line 
that caught all the brush underneath these power lines caught them on fire. And you know who didn't clear that brush, wouldn't allow that brush? Because normally, in a normal situation with normal government people who are common sense instead of uh, uh, led by common sense instead of led by ideology, that brush around those those uh, electricity areas and the electric poles would be cut back. It would be cleared because everybody on this planet knows it's a fire hazard. But the Democrat people in Hawaii would not allow it to be cleared in the name of climate change, in the name of equity. So these people, their quest, this Democrat's quest to fight uh, a fake crisis, a fake science, their willingness to engage in fake science, to use that fake science and fear to fear you, to get you to live by fear so that you, through your fear, you will give them power over you. They use that to not do what needs to be done. And what happens? People die and property gets destroyed and land gets completely wiped out by a fire that could have been controlled much quicker than it was. So not only did they not clear the brush around these electrical uh, wires and things, uh, they also didn't divert water. For five hours or so, they didn't divert. When these fires were were, were starting to bellow and, and really starting to spread, the people, the fire department, the people on the ground were begging, hey, you've got to divert water. Hey, Governor, hey, Governor Democrat of Hawaii, you need to divert water sources so we can fight and contain this fire. And you know who didn't do it? The governor didn't do it. The uh, whoever was in charge, whatever government bureau, bureaucratic fool, Democrat, was in charge of diverting water, wouldn't allow the water to be diverted. You know why? You know why? Because they had to make sure equity was being examined. Is there equity when we divert water? Because water isn't a source for 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 life. Water isn't the source to contain a fire. Oh no, it's a source to game with but make sure we're being equitable. You see, ideology, ridiculous woke ideology has caused death in Hawaii and has caused property to be destroyed. And it was done by incompetent Democrat politicians. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, and I'll just continue to piss off Media Matters and the Democrats. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. It's all about cars and car people on The Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Listen to new shows every week on AmericasWebRadio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall President Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. 
Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, the Mexican, not afraid to be American. No soy miedo. <laughs> I, uh, look, folks, I, uh, you know, every now and then we, uh, we have to tell of some great things going on here at America's Web Radio and, and, um, you know, check out, you know, go to americaswebradio.com, americaswebradio.com and check out all the things that, that, uh, all the shows. Not just mine. Check, check them all out. I mean, if you like me, which, I mean, let's face it, most of you do. Uh, no. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, uh, you're going to like uh, some of the other things on, on. Oh, and by the way, by the way, uh, today uh, you guys are in for a treat. And listen, if you can't listen to the whole show, you can always listen to it later on Spotify or Apple Podcast or just about any other platform. You can even tell Alexa in your home to play the On Point with Victor show. And by golly, she'll play it. Uh, but today... Uh, you know, normally we're on one to two, but today we're going to be on from one to three. So there's an extra hour today of On Point with Victor. So if you just can't get enough of me, you're going to get more today. And since most of you were born to listen and I was born to gab, uh, you get an extra hour of me today. So, uh, we're going to have some fun. So, uh, yeah, David. We're, we're handing out pills at the door. <laughs> yeah. There may be, uh, you know, I'll tell you some of the Democrats that listen and I know you're out there because you let me know you're out there and, uh, and media matters and places like that. They probably will need some pills, <laughs> David. They're going to need something. They may be, uh, because, uh, they just get really furious with me. And you know what makes them ma- more mad? You know what really makes the Democrat mad about me? They get frustrated and mad because they can't call me a racist. I, I mean, now, don't get me wrong. Some of them have tried to call me a brown racist. But the fact that I am of, of Mexican descent and, and I've spent a lot of time in Mexico, I know the culture, uh, it drives them crazy. Because you have a Mexican dude who's willing to sit here and talk about conservative issues. I'm willing to sit here and tell you what makes America great. And I'm willing to sit here and tell you that America is great. It's an amazing country. Even now, even now with a dementia patient that's trying his best with his merry band of socialist Democrats to really bring down this country, to bring it. Look, it's not that they want to destroy the country. They just want to, they want to remake it in their image, in their authoritarian image. They want a one party system. Uh, It's about time that everybody wakes up because I do not speak with hyperbole. I am telling you through keen observation what the Democrats are up to. And it's not that they want to destroy America. They want to redefine America. They want you and everybody else except their elitist little club up in Washington. Everybody else needs to be down here. You need to be a peasant. You need to be dependent on the elitist class. And the elitist class it will be the authoritarian Democrats and whatever establishment Republicans they allow to stay in Washington. That's what they want. If if the Democrat Party could get rid of the Electoral College, they would. If the Democrat Party can get rid of the Second Amendment, they would. If they can get rid of the First Amendment, they would. And don't think they're not trying. So, look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. Just look at what they're doing. So I, I hope that more people listen to me wake up. But it, it brings me pleasure when the media stumbles all over themselves. When they find out about this show, they hear about the show, they hear about me. They stumble all over themselves because they can't get past the fact that I am of Mexican descent and I'm willing to sit here and tell you and all my fellow Mexicans, all my fellow Hispanics, my Latinos, my black friends, all of you. I'm willing to sit here and tell you 
You can't vote for today's Democrat Party. Today's Democrat Party is not your friend. Today's Democrat Party is not looking out for the little guy. They're not looking out for the blue collar. They're not working out for the struggling uh, worker or the struggling. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you're a veteran and you're having trouble getting back into the workforce. Democrat Party's not looking out for you. I don't care what color your skin is. White, brown, black, yellow, doesn't matter. The Democrat Party of today is not looking out for you. They are not putting you first. And the best example I can give you, and and maybe I'll – David, do you have a comment before I get into this? Because you look like you might have a guy. Right, well, you just let me know. The greatest example of this is look at what's going on in Hawaii. <clears throat> you could even go back two years into the withdrawal in Afghanistan. Anybody with half a brain – can look at Afghanistan, that withdrawal that Biden did, and you know it was a failure. It, nothing, you can't tell me that that withdrawal was a good, perfect withdrawal when we lost 13 American soldiers. So I don't care if it was a Republican, whoever it would be presiding over that withdrawal, when you lose 13 Americans, that's not a perfect withdrawal. And Joe Brandon, 10% 10 Joe, the dementia-in-chief, the dementia patient-in-chief is trying to convince you with the help of the media, 98% of the media, telling you that, oh, Afghanistan was a perfect withdrawal. There was nothing wrong with Afghanistan. He has nothing to apologize for. This is according to the dementia patient. But yet... We lost 13 Americans. And what, so apparently to Joe Brandon Biden, losing 10 American soldiers is no big deal. That's still a perfect withdrawal. And then he'll stand on the tarmac. He won't go visit the Gold Star families. He won't go visit the mothers who lost their sons or the women who lost their husbands or the kids who lost their parent, their father or their mother. He won't go do that. But he'll stand on a tarmac with a few of the fallen and a few of the, the parents of family members and then lie to them and tell them, I know how you feel. Me, the dementia patient, knows how you feel because my son died in, in, in Iraq and came back and had the flag drawn coffin. That didn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. That is a lie that he has told for so many years. And the media won't call him out for it. The media allow, how can you call yourself a journalist and you allow Joe Brandon Biden to stand in front of family members who just lost their loved one and you let Joe Biden get away by telling these family members, Oh, I know how you feel because my son came back in a flag draped coffin. It never happened. Look, I, I feel sorry for the Biden family because he did lose his son, but he lost him here. He was able to sit by his son. He was able to be with him. He did not lose his son on a battlefield like he told these Gold Star families. And again, look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just passionate and I'm right. And Joe Brandon Biden and the Democrats are trying to tell you their elitist butts are never guilty of anything. They're never at fault. They never are inadequate. They're never incompetent. They do everything perfect. And you know darn well when you look at the Afghanistan withdrawal that it was not perfect. It was an absolute failure. Even the generals, before they became sycophants to Biden, they were begging him not to not to abandon Bagram Airfield, not to or Bagram Airfield, not to pull back like he was doing. You've got to get the Americans out first. You've got to get the the people who helped us out first. And Joe Biden didn't listen to a word of it. You know, for all you Democrats and all you media sycophants out there who told us for three, four years that Donald Trump wasn't listening to the generals, that Donald Trump thought he knew more than everybody. Well, we know for a fact that Joe Brandon Biden didn't listen to the generals and you have nothing to say for it. You just let Joe Biden go along and lie about it. And you let Joe Biden go on and say it was a perfect withdrawal. 
when it was hardly a perfect withdrawal. Well, now here we fast forward to today in Hawaii. We have the one of the worst fires, if not one of the the worst, maybe, but one of the worst fires that and most loss of life than we've ever had in this country. And it took Joe Biden a week or two to get FEMA there. If George Bush had it taken a week or two to, to get FEMA into Katrina, into New Orleans to help Katrina. They vilified him anyway. You know, they did a pretty, pretty decent job. I'm not saying there weren't mistakes made, but George Bush and under his FEMA leadership, whoever he had leading FEMA at the time, did a pretty good job responding to the, to the Katrina disaster and having to deal with the inadequacies and the incompetence of all the Democrat governors and all the Democrat, uh, uh, politicians that were getting in the way during that trying to clean up, uh, Katrina and trying to save people. And they still vilified Bush. They didn't say have one bad thing to say about the incompetence of the Democrats. They just tried to put it all at the feet of George W. Bush because he had an R by his name. And now here we are in Hawaii where Joe Biden and the federal government has absolutely failed the people of Hawaii. And what is the media saying? Oh, man, what a great response this is. Oh, Joe Biden, you're so great. Oh, Mr. Dementia Patient, you're wonderful. They would never give that kind of leeway to a Republican, but they'll give it to Joe Biden because he's got a D by his name. And this is what I'm telling you. The Democrat Party of today is not the Democrat Party of yesterday. You do not want to keep supporting these these authoritarian socialist power grabbing people. They don't care about you. The Republican Party of today, while they have faults and the establishment is a huge problem. In the Republican Party, they're still the party of the working man. The The Republican Party is the party of the left behind. The Republican Party is the party of the Latino. It's the party of the hardworking. Uh, even if you're illegal and you're here willing to work, your party's the Republican Party, not the Democrats, not the Democrats. And, and this is what I, I this is why I'm telling you. If you need an example of the elitism that is the Democrat Party, just pay attention to Joe Biden and how he treated Hawaii. So not only did it take a week or more to get FEMA there, last week, which is another week or so, you had Joe Biden. They, they asked him for a comment. What did he say? No comment. And now they're trying to say that didn't happen. But they won't tell you what he really said because what he said was no comment. Yeah, David. i got to change the uh, subject, Tony, just okay. a little bit. Well, I'm talented enough for you to do that. <laughs> Where would you say one of our – biggest disasters is going on right this second in the southern part of the United States. Oh, that would be the border. The border. Absolutely. Have you heard the latest from the border? I'm afraid to hear the latest on the border. Okay. Bought and paid for was enough to build the border fence. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of it wound up sitting there rotting. Mm-hmm. Governor Abbott of Texas said, I'll take it and I'll finish the fence. But before he could get the first post, mm-hmm. do you know what was ordered? I believe they were removing it. I know the Biden administration was either removing it or they're trying to destroy it. They're selling it. And sell it. Yeah, well, that, yeah, there you go. They're and they're probably it. selling it to Mexico. I I shouldn't joke about it, but uh, you know, yeah, David, I did hear, I did see an article. I I, I don't remember it verbatim, but uh, you know they're yeah, getting like they're, ten cents on the dollar. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's a huge loss to the to the taxpayer of this country because of politics. And again, 
you know, th- this is something that the media, and I'm not in love with my peers by any means. <laughs> well, we're different. <laughs> uh, you know, what they should be shouting from rooftops that the open border is killing folks. And if it's not killing them today, it'll be killing them tomorrow. And if you worry about your children, your newborn, your, your one-year-old, mm-hmm. two-year-olds, right, that are going to be exposed to disease that we haven't seen in the United States in years, mm-hmm. this open border is going to be killing a lot of folks. And to sell off what could have been the answer to closing the border mm-hmm. by putting and Abbott, the governor of Texas, said, he, "I'll do it. You, right. You're not going to do it. Yeah, we'll do Let, it. Let's let's put the taxpayer money to good use. Let's not waste it. But what's the Democrat? And this is right to my point of what I was talking about, David. What do the elitist Democrats do? They don't give a rat's you know what about wasting tax dollars. They just want to make a political point and gain power. And they can't let Abbott actually do something that will stop their future voters from coming across the border. And and I'm sorry, folks. That's what this – a lot of this is about getting future voters across the border. They want – it's not just that they're future voters. They're a future dependent class. When you allow the 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 – so much of the people that are coming across the border that aren't really here to work, they're here to live off the system. And when people live off the system, they're dependent on the system. And that's what the Democrats are up to. So it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. All right. I think we got to take another break here. So let's take a break. We will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. I got plenty more to say. We'll be right back. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I heard and I saw on TV and the new, some of the news outlets, uh, there were people all over Hawaii, victims that were asking, uh, well, where's the government? Where's Joe Biden? Where, where, where's Joe and his merry band of uh, Democrats? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I mean, I, I will tell you, this is what I mean by blindly giving your, your vote to the Letter D, year after year after year after year, because I told you the Democrats own and control Hawaii. 
And now the people, the victims out there are, are asking, where, where's the help? Where's the government? Come, come save me. You said you would save me. You, you, you're cradle to grave. You're supposed to take care of me. That's what the Democrats said. And, uh, but nowhere to be find, found when those fires were raging and taking out people's homes. Uh, this is what I'm telling you folks. You want to know where Joe Biden was? You want to know what the Democrats are thinking? They don't need you. And is that may be harsh, but maybe you need to hear harsh. When you blindly vote for the Democrat Party and they don't have to earn your vote, they're not going to respond and pay attention when you're actually in need. Joe Biden didn't have any plans to go visit Hawaii because he doesn't need a photo op in Hawaii because the Hawaiians overwhelmingly vote for Democrats. Joe Biden and the Democrats know that they could light the fire themselves. And the people of Hawaii will still vote for them. Joe Biden could go fly over Hawaii, drop a, a Hades. <laughs> I, I should stop. But they, he could drop a freaking firebomb. And half, more than half of those people will vote for him in 2024. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean. The moment you stop blindly voting for the Democrat Party of today is the moment you become relevant again. You want to be noticed, Hawaii. You want things to happen. You want incredible response times. You want a better system. Throw out the Democrats. Throw them out. Look, you always have the power to put them back. But throw them out. Make them earn their way back. Let the Republicans have a shot. Let the Libertarians have a shot. Let independent candidates have a shot. Hell, I don't care. Give the Green Party a shot. Now, you might sink <laughs> Hawaii as, uh, as, uh, that Democrat fool, uh, Hank Johnson from Georgia, how he believes an island can sink or tip over. Well, the Green Party might find a way to make it happen. But until you stop Letting the Democrats have perpetual power. Until you do that, you will not be relevant. So when something bad happens in Hawaii and the victims and the Hawaiians are wondering, where's our help? Where's the federal government? Where are the Democrats Santa Claus party? Where's that party who tells us they're going to take care of us from womb to tomb? Where are they? Ukraine. <laughs> Thank you, David. I was waiting for that. Yeah, absolutely. They're in Ukraine. Joe Biden wants to get was at the moment these fires were blazing. Joe Biden said, I got no comment for Hawaii, but I really need billions more dollars, billions more from the taxpayer to send to Ukraine. My buddy uh, uh, Zelensky apparently just hasn't stashed enough cash away. My donor friends haven't gotten enough cash back from Ukraine. My campaign coffers haven't haven't been able to get enough cash back from Ukraine. We must give them more. Now, folks, again, you people in Hawaii who continue to vote for the Democrat Party, you continue to give these people power while they watch your towns and homes burn. Joe Biden said he had no comment for you. He had no comment for your plight. But he's got time to push and beg for more money, more of your money, to go to Ukraine. Now, I'm not going to get into a discussion right now about Ukraine and that war because it shouldn't be happening and it should be ended. But not one Democrat politician or establishment Republican, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Romney, you bunch of 
I'm just going to stop right there. I'm not going to say anything. But those those establishment Republicans are standing tall with the Democrat Party and have no intentions of stopping or ending the Ukraine war. They just want to keep flooding money to them and keep the war going because war is good business. Deaths be damned. You innocent people that are dying, even innocent Russians that might be dying, but in it, but there's a whole lot of innocent Ukrainians dying. But the Democrat Party and the establishment Republicans, oh, that that's just casualties. That's casualties of good business. Yeah, that's pretty sad, folks. And, and hopefully some of you are waking up to that. But I, I, again, I'm not going to get into the Ukraine discussion, but but you can't. Look at what's happening in Hawaii. Listen to Joe Biden tell the media and all the American people and telling the victims in Hawaii that he has no comment. He had no time to make a comment about the fires in Hawaii, but he sure did have time to beg for more money to send to Ukraine. He sure has time to go uh, buddy-buddy and video calls and, and promise more money to the Ukraine. So, I mean, folks, look, I'm just telling you, I am telling you, 10% 10% Joe and the Democrats don't really concern themselves with places like Hawaii. It's not, it's not a, a, the top of their list because they know they have your vote. They don't have to earn your vote. So why the need to make photo ops? You have to understand the way a politician thinks. And look, a lot of politicians think this way and it's terrible. Uh, establishment Republicans and Democrats alike, but especially the Democrat party of today. They believe their job is to gain power. Everything, every crisis, every issue, everything they look, they, they, they tackle or that they put on the agenda, they put it through the lens of how do we gain more power? How do we gain more power? Now, they will tell you they care about you and they're sad and they're this and they're that and they'll blame everything on the Republicans. All while the Democrats are going, how do, what do we do? What do we say? How do we formulate a plan that makes sure that we obtain more power, more dependency? We get more people dependent on us. Everything, every crisis, every Every issue that the Democrats are looking at or going after or trying to to come up with a solution for a solution, please. They don't want to solution. They don't want to solve anything. But every issue that's out there, every crisis that's out there, the Democrat Party will first consider how do they gain more power? How do they put more people dependent on them? Then they'll tackle the issue. And they'll tell you, they'll tell you and me that they're doing everything for the people. They're doing everything for us. They've got the children's interest first, that our interest is first, the people's interests are first. They'll tell you that. And they'll blame everything on the Republicans. But behind the scenes, believe you me and trust me, the Democrats' main concern is how do they gain more power and and how can they create more dependency so that they become a one-party system, or we, the country, becomes a one-party system? That is the party we're dealing with today. And again, again, I, I myself, and and it is, I, I am an example of one of the biggest, biggest, biggest uh, uh, impediments to the Democrat Party. Because I'm a free-thinking Mexican-American. I'm a free-thinking dude of Mexican descent. I have a free mind. I believe in freedom. I believe in liberty. I believe in this country. I believe in the Constitution. I believe this is the greatest country on the planet. That scares the hell out of Democrats. And I will tell you this. 
there are more of my Latino and Hispanic brethren who are starting to believe in the country of the United States. They're starting to believe that, you know what? I got to vote Republican. If I want to make a living, I got to vote Republican. If I want, I fled to this country to be free. I fled to this country to make something of myself. I'm going to have to vote Republican for that, for me to be able to achieve that, for me to have a chance because the Democrat party, they don't want you to succeed. Succeeding to the Democrat party is when you become dependent on them. When you are dependent on the Democrat party, that is the definition of success for today's Democrat party. Gone are the Kennedy days. Gone is JFK of ask not what you can do for your country, but what you, <laughs> ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Today it's ask what the country can do for you and what not for you can do for your country. Um, but gone are the days. Gone is JFK. Gone are those JFK Democrats who believed that you should do for yourself. Don't ask the government to do things that the government shouldn't be doing. But today's Democrat party is you need to shut up Sit down, put on a mask, take the shot, take a dozen shots, sit in your house, watch Netflix, and just be a good little dependent government citizen. We'll provide your transportation. We, the government, will provide your home, your housing. We, the government, will put you in a smart city so that you will be dependent on us, we, the Democrats. That is what they want. Folks, if you don't know about the, the smart city crap that's going on, go look it up. Do a duck, duck, go search so you find the truth. Do a duck, duck, go, go to duck, duck, go. And by the way, duck, duck, go will not follow you. They will not spam you. Duck, duck, go will not track you. Duck, duck, go is just a search engine that believes in freedom. They believe that you as a free citizen should go on the internet and you be able to search and not be tracked, not be followed, not be bothered. That's DuckDuckGo. So go to DuckDuckGo. It's a wonderful search engine. DuckDuckGo.com and put in a search for smart city, smart city development. Check that out, folks. Check it out. Educate yourself on what they're trying to do with these smart cities because they're starting to do it over in, uh, uh, in, in the Middle East somewhere. They apparently, I've seen stories that they want to do this in Hawaii. Um, pay attention, folks. Pay attention. Go learn about the smart city and see what their plan is because their plan for you is for you not to be able to move around freely. That's their plan. Uh, I've talked about it before, and I'll talk about it some more. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. We're, we got a hard break here, and we'll be right back for a second hour of the On Point with Victor show. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. Welcome to hour number two of the On Point with Victor show today. Hey, listen, uh, I, I will uh, wrap up this this talk about... Hawaii, and, uh, and I'm going to move on to some other things. But understand this: understand the coastal elites, the coastal elites, which are which is the Democrat Party, the elitist Democrat Party, the party of the rich, the party of the uber wealthy, the party of the corporations and the wealthy CEOs. That is the Democrat Party. They don't have time for you. They don't have time for Hawaii. You know, they've got to save the planet, don't you know? Uh, uh, yes, David. is that the party that? Pushes their cars uh, because they run out of juice. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I there there's plenty of uh, I, that's funny, David, because I think every day I see a story now of an EV that's stuck somewhere. <laughs> I mean, look I, again. <clears throat> the Democrat Party is the basic, biggest example of an authoritarian party we've ever seen here in the United States. Think about it. They don't want you driving a gas car. They want you in an EV. And then they're not going to let you drive the EV because they won't be power to power them. So they're going to put you on a government bus or a, or, or a government train. Uh, and honestly, I mentioned smart cities. Look this up, folks. They don't want you living on land and owning land. They want you in a city that that's got that's built up not out so there's there's a limited amount of land and they will build up and everybody will live on top of each other and they they listen to these elitists when they talk about it. i'm serious folks please do a duck duck go search and look up smart city and watch these elitist democrats talk about how great it's going to be that you can walk to get your 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 government food you can walk to get your government health care you can walk to to your government itty bitty itty bitty maybe green space Everything will be in this smart city that's walkable distance so you won't go anywhere. The government doesn't like the idea of – well, the Democrats do not like the idea of you freely moving around and traveling state to state. They don't like that. And 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 you just look up these smart cities and you will see what I'm talking about. I am not using hyperbole. The Democrat elitists have a plan for most of the peasants in this country. And believe you me – if you are not in the Washington elite class, if you're not a, an elite Democrat politician, you're not an elite corporation CEO, you're not an elite Hollywoodian, if you're not any of those things, you're not an elite media person, uh, then you are a peasant in their eyes, and they want to put you in a smart city. They don't want you moving around. Now, understand, none of these elitists will live in the smart city. None of these elitists are going to live where you can't uh, stick an arm length out and not hit a neighbor or or somebody that's walking by you uh understand they're not going to live in a box they want you in a box but they're not going to be in a box understand everything they talk about the smart city not one elitist not one elitist professor not one elitist politician not one elitist hollywoodian not one elitist media type none of them will live in these so-called smart cities that they're trying to put you in. Uh, they, I'm telling you, folks, you've, you've got to start uh, paying attention to me. Um, I, I am not – some of you have figured out the On Point with Victor show, and by the way, this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, my show is a show of common sense. My show is the show of logic. Uh, I am not a sycophant talk show host to the Republican Party. I'm not a sycophant uh, talk show host to President Trump or anyone else. I am not a sycophant to anyone or any politician. I love this country. I love the Constitution. I love freedom. And I love liberty. And everything I talk about and everything I propose and every solution I propose and every advice that I give to politicians must pass through the lens of freedom and liberty. And does it abide by the United States Constitution? That's it. So I don't give a rat's you know what, what party you're with. But right now, right now, of the two parties we have, and we are a two-party system, um, the two parties that we have... The Democrats are the closest to an authoritarian-seeking party that we've ever had in this country. And we cannot, you cannot, we the people cannot afford to give them any more power. We must start 
divesting in the Democrat Party. We must start taking party back away from the Democrat Party. Now, look, I, I, I don't want the Republicans to be all powerful either, especially the establishment Republicans. Oh, God help us. So if if we swing too far, if we pull all this power and throw, like I hope Hawaii throws out every Democrat in Hawaii. Hawaii should be a Republican state for the next few years. And and if the Republicans get it wrong, then you can swing back. You can go back to Democrats or give the Libertarians a try. Give some independents a try. Uh, because, listen, I, I, if the Republican establishment were to gain a lot of power like the Democrats have, and let's, let's face it, the Democrats have uh, – the Republicans have never had the power that the Democrats have. The Democrats have power even when they're not in office because they own the bureaucracy. So we need to move – get these Democrats gone and out – and then if we get into a situation where the establishment Republicans control too much, well, then I will be the first one here to be calling for their ouster. I want people who believe in this country. I want people who will put the country first, not power. I want people that will put the welfare of, of getting government out of the way so that the welfare of, of the common American can be better. All Americans can rise. Any American who's willing to chase that dream can chase it if government would get out of the way. And right now, government is way, way in the way, and they're led by the Democrats. So right now, I am telling you, and and Hawaii needs to set the example, throw out every Democrat. Throw out every Democrat because these are the people that put you in harm's way. These are the people that made the fire worse. It's their policies that made the fires worse. There's more death. Look, folks, there's a thousand or more people missing in Hawaii, and and that it shouldn't be, and it wouldn't be. Were it not for the incompetence of the Democrat-run government over there, the Democrats control everything in Hawaii. All the state houses, they have a super majorities. They don't just have a majority. They have a super majority, which means the Republicans can't do squat in Hawaii. The Democrats control it all. In fact, it has been said by more than one professor and, and uh, a historian that to have an R by your name in Hawaii is the kiss of death. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? There's no Republican in sight that can do a darn thing in Hawaii. It's all Democrat run and Democrat run using the ideology of wokeness and this ridiculous equity crap that are getting people killed. And that's what's happening in Hawaii. And David, you look like you've got a comment. Yeah, I'd forgotten to uh, mention this, but uh, our nominee for special prosecutor I believe has accepted the nomination, and uh, you know he's looking forward. To Excellent. And uh, Mark the Shark. <laughs> oh, if, if if we could have Mark the Shark be a special prosecutor to, to uh, investigate Hunter and Joe, uh, we would we would get somewhere. <laughs> Wouldn't we? <laughs> you know, you know, and and Mark, pay attention because I'm going to get to some polling news in in, in a minute. And, uh, and, and it's good for Trump. There's, there's good news everywhere for Trump. And it's bad news for Biden and bad news for the Democrats. So pay attention because if we get to November, if we get to June of next year, if we get to, to, I mean, even before June of next year, and this polling keeps going the way it's going and, and Donald Trump is, it starts to build a lead over Biden, uh, for 2024, you're going to see the Democrats try and dump Biden and Kamala. They're not going to dump Biden without dumping Kamala. So they're going to figure out a way to dump her first, probably. 
or to get both of them to go away. But pay attention. So, Mark, they may be calling. Merrick Garland may put a call into you to make you special counsel, knowing that you would go after with veracity. Uh, and, and, and not in a, in a partisan way, you would just follow the law because if you follow the law, you're gonna find a whole lot of law breaking going on by the, <laughs> that could be a song, a whole lot of law breaking going on, uh, by Biden, uh, by the Bidens, the no, Biden Elvis family. Elvis would do a good job. Elvis would do a great job, a great job. And, uh, so would, uh, is it Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis would do a good job at that, but, uh, this is, this is what I'm saying. Uh, pay attention because, ladies and gentlemen, if this polling keeps going the way it's going and we get into next year and uh, Trump does win the nomination or DeSantis, because uh, it'll be one of them, and uh, if this polling keeps showing that, that DeSantis and, and, and Trump are going to build a lead over Biden in the general election, then you're going to see the Democrats try and dump Biden. And one way they could do it was to appoint Mark DeShark as special counsel because Mark DeShark's not going to let anything get in his way. He's going to show the criminality of the Biden family and then Bye bye Bidens. Uh, not that there would be an impeachment or anything like that. Uh, they would, it would just get to the point where the pressure would be, Joe Biden, you've got to step down. You've got to withdraw from the race and allow, uh, someone else, which would be Gavin Newsom. And trust me, Gavin Newsom is no friend of the Bidens right now. Jill Biden, if she could throw daggers from her eyes, uh, Newsom would be gone. He'd be six feet under. But Newsom is campaigning. He is campaigning. And watch for Newsom to campaign. Watch him to pick up the pace as we get into next year. Watch him. He won't call it a, a candidacy. He won't declare a can- candidacy yet. But make no mistake, Newsom is campaigning across this country, and he's going to pick up steam. And it's really starting to piss off the Bidens. But I am telling you, they have a backup plan. They have a backup plan because their plan, they're going to get what they asked for. I think they're going to get what they asked for. And what they asked for was for Trump to be the nominee. The Democrats are effectively just like they did in 2022, where they really they put money in to Republicans they thought would lose. And those Republicans won the primary and those Republicans, many of them lost in 2022. That's exactly what the Democrats are doing now. They're pumping up Trump. They're, they're Trump, 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 because they want Trump to be the nominee because they think they can beat him. But all the polling now is starting to show that, nope, the American people are starting to stand with Trump. They're moving back to Trump, and Trump is starting to get a lead over Joe Biden. And if that holds into next year, you watch watch what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. Or if DeSantis looks like he might overtake Trump, you're going to see them try and find a way to push Biden. They will push Biden out. Biden and Kamala will not be the nominees in 2024. It'll be probably Newsom and, and uh, Abrams, God help us. <laughs> but but pay attention and watch for that, ladies and gentlemen. Watch for it. Now, a lot of a lot of people out there, including one of my best advisors and one of my best research guys, and uh, he's by the name of Larry Goss. Uh, the guy is brilliant. Uh, he is one of them, and 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 who keeps telling me you got to talk about Michelle. You got to talk about Michelle. Look, I don't want to talk about Michelle Obama. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Barack Obama. But a lot of people out there think that they're gonna that Michelle Obama is gonna ride in and rescue the Democrat Party in 2024. I honestly don't think she will because I think Barack Obama is too much of a narcissist. Barack Obama does not want to give up his celebrity of being the first black president, the greatest president, all the, the BS that they talk about Barack Obama, all of that. That man is such a narcissist. He is not going to want to sidestep and let Michelle Obama come up and then she's going to be the Obama. If Michelle Obama runs for the presidency and gets it, there will no longer be a Barack 
It'll just be ancillary. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we remember that Barack guy. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. It will all be Michelle, and she will overtake all of Barack's po- popularity. Yes. Michelle or Michael? Oh, well, either one. <laughs> I've heard those stories, too. I'm just not going to go there, David. Not going to go there. But, uh, I, but, but the truth of the matter is Barack Obama is too much of a narcissist to let, uh, to stand by and let Michelle overtake his popularity. Because trust me, the media and the, 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 uh, so much of the Democrat and, and probably independents in this country would fawn over Michelle Obama. Uh, because they, they still, uh, Joe Biden has been so bad, they make the Obama presidency look good. And the Obama presidency wasn't that good. But Joe Biden's been so bad that, that Democrats would welcome Obama back. And they would welcome Michelle. But trust me, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, A, I don't think Barack Obama wants to give way and allow Michelle to be more popular than him. And two, or B, Michelle Obama loves her elitist life. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, the Obamas were not rich people. They weren't poor, but they weren't, they weren't extremely elitist wealthy. Now they're elitist wealthy. You know, after eight years of being in the White House, somehow the Obamas had the money to to buy a $12 million property on the coast. You know that coast, they tell you, they tell you and me, stay away from the coast because they're going to sink because of climate change. But somehow when the Obamas and other Democrats buy their coastal property, well, there's no threat of climate change. Somehow, climate change knows if a Democrat owns coastal property or if a Republican or, or just you, you crazy, uh, um, bottom feeding uh, peasant. If you somehow had land passed, coastal land passed down to you, you don't deserve it because you're not elitist. Only the Democrat elitist, the coastal elites, only they deserve that property. So somehow, climate change knows if you are a filthy peasant or a filthy conservative, because climate change is going to drown your property. But not the Obamas, not the Kennedys, not the Kerrys, not the Pelosi's. No, no, no. They can have all the Cape Cod properties. They can have all the property they want in Nantucket. No problem there because climate change is going to go around. Just how, just how it was amazing how COVID, you know, in the height of COVID in 2020, it knew if you were if you were a rioter and you were burning down businesses, COVID knew to stay away from you. Somehow COVID knew if you were a BLM member or Antifa member and you were destroying the 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 poor people who didn't agree with you, well, somehow the virus went around you. And the virus only went to conservative. Somehow COVID, it knew where the churches were. It knew where the Christians were. You know, speaking of Christians and speaking of churches, let me go back to Hawaii for a second. You know who was the first on the ground in Hawaii? The first on the ground to Hawaii to help people? You know who was the first on the ground? They didn't ask, are you gay? Are you black? Are you equitable? Are you this? Are you that? Where do you stand on the intersection of oppressors? No, no. They didn't ask that. They just went and they were first on the ground to start helping people who needed help in Hawaii. And you know who those people were? They were Christian churches. I believe it was the Southern Baptist. They were the first on the ground. Christian people volunteering to help others, to help their fellow Americans. They didn't care if you were gay or trans this or trans that. 
None, they didn't ask that. They didn't care what the color of your skin was in Hawaii. They just went to help. They beat the federal government, the federal government that has endless supply of a printing press that prints money, the federal government that can get any machinery they want, the federal government that can that can just create a crisis, declare a crisis, and then have all the power they want. They were not the first in Hawaii on the ground to help people. No, it was a Christian church. They were the first ones. And then I believe they were followed by the Salvation Army, and they were followed by the Red Cross. So you got a lot of religious people that were the first ones on the ground in Hawaii being impeded by the local government, I should say, but they were the first ones on the ground to help their fellow Americans. Because if you're an American, you're, you're, you're an American citizen, you should be helped. They didn't care what color skin you were. They didn't care what sexual identity you have. They didn't care what ideology you have. They didn't care what you identify as. They didn't care how many ridiculous pronouns you invented. No, they sure didn't. They just went in to help. They helped to bring water. You know, the government on the ground, the Democrats on the ground, were more concerned about making sure the dementia patient had water and helped him drink water while he was there for five seconds more than they were concerned about diverting water to stop the fires. Nothing I'm telling you is wrong. You can look it all up for yourself. And while Joe Biden spent five seconds on the ground in Hawaii, while all these people are suffering from losing their livelihoods, losing family members, Joe Biden spent five seconds on the ground cracking jokes, being helped with some water. And then what did that elitist? Here's what I'm telling you, folks. This is why I'm telling you that the Democrat is the party of elitism. The Democrats are the party of the rich. What did Joe Biden do? Joe Biden, after spending five seconds on the ground in Hawaii, got back in his motorcade, went back to the plane, the plane that's fueled by fossil fuels. You know, the, the fossil fuels that if you use, you're killing the planet. If Joe Biden uses, well, he's just doing good by the people. Five seconds on the ground in Hawaii, gets back in his plane, spends taxpayer dollars, burns all that fuel he can to go back to Lake Tahoe to spend more time on his vacation. You people, you Democrats who continue to vote Democrats are suffering in Hawaii. They wouldn't die. The Democrat officials in Hawaii wouldn't divert water for five hours and let your town burn because of equity. In the name of equity. And Joe Biden spends five seconds to crack a few jokes and tell you that he feels your pain because of a kitchen fire. He lied. Not only did he lie in Afghanistan about uh, to, to the Gold Star families, he lied to the people in Hawaii today or yesterday, whenever it was. He lied to them by telling them that he had a house burned down. That's not true. It never happened. He had a kitchen fire that was put out within seconds or minutes. Look it up, folks. Look it up. But what did the media do? Did, did, is there a journalist worth an ounce of salt that confronted Biden, confronted the Corrine Pierre, whatever her name is? Have they confronted them and say, why did Joe Biden tell a false story? You don't even have to call him a liar. Fine. Be nice. I don't care. But confront him. He did not tell a truthful story. He made it up. He made it up so he could crack some jokes and try and relate to the people of Hawaii and then jump back in his fossil fuel aeroplane and went back to vacation in the most expensive of all places 
Folks, have you ever been to Lake Tahoe? Maybe you're too much of a peasant to to be able to visit Lake Tahoe. Maybe you're too much of a blue collar. Maybe you don't have time because you're having to work two or three jobs to keep up with Joe Biden's economy, and you don't get to go visit Lake Tahoe. Or maybe when you do visit Lake Tahoe, you have to stay at a casino to get the best rates, or you have to stay in, I mean, in Reno to get the best rates. You have to stay in a in a Hampton Inn, or or look, nothing wrong with Hampton Inns. I stay in them myself. I love them, uh, but. Joe Biden not staying in a Hampton Inn. Dementia Joe and his merry band of socialist Democrats, his entourage, those elitists, they're not staying at Days Inn. They're not staying in Reno. They're in the most expensive, exclusive part of Lake Tahoe on vacation while Hawaii burns. If a Republican did that, they would be excoriated. They would be torched. They would be run out of Washington. But the media... Not only lets Joe Biden get away with this elitism, they let him get away with lying, lying. He lied about the, to the to the uh, the the soldiers' families in Afghanistan, the soldiers that died. He lied to those families, and now he's lying to the people in Hawaii, and the media lets him get away with it. So. All right, I'm going to get off that tangent and move on to some things, but uh, it just really and again, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right, folks. And and I may be one of the few that has the courage uh, or the cojones to point these things out to you. But I'm not afraid of the media. I'm not afraid of the Democrats. Look, I've already been ostracized by a program director. I don't care. I don't care. People want to hear what I have to say or I wouldn't have a show. And honestly – People need to hear what this little Mexican has to say. <laughs> so, look, I already had – I don't – not one day goes by that somebody doesn't make fun of my height. I had some great loyal listeners who were watching today already that said I needed a phone book to sit on. <laughs> and you know what? It was kind of funny. My own producer came in today and said he was looking for a phone book for me to sit on. <laughs> yeah, This is the – oh, it's such a terrible – I could be a victim. I could act like a victim. I could start I, identifying as a as a, as a short – uh, dwarf, uh, snow white dwarf. I don't know, but I could be a victim, but you know what? It ain't in me, folks. It ain't in me. I'm in the greatest country in the world. By the grace of God, I'm in the greatest country in the world. And I don't care what ailments I have, what problems I have. My goodness, I tried to die twice a few weeks ago. But you know what? I'm not a victim. And my father, who came to this country and couldn't speak English, came to this country and made a success for himself, went from being a busboy and a dishwasher to a CFO of a company here in this country. Yeah, my father did that. My father did that all while learning how to speak English because this country is great. And I'm here because this country accepted and welcomed my father here. That's why I'm here. So I'll never be a victim, folks. I'll never be a victim. Uh, you know, I grew up being being taught by my parents, my mom and my dad, that the only person, didn't matter how short I was, didn't matter that I stopped growing at 10 years old, didn't matter that, uh, 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 that you know, uh, there, there's plenty of ailments I have. None of it matters. Didn't matter that my skin is brown. None of that matters because my parents taught me that the only person that in this country that could slow me down is that person that I see in the mirror every morning. That's the person that could slow me down. Everything is the frame of mind, ladies and gentlemen. And when you stop being a victim, you'll start to live. When you stop being a victim and you stop listening to the the, the division coming from the Democrats, 
when you stop listening to these coastal elites who pretend that they care about you, but they really want to divide you when you stop listening to them. You stop letting the Democrats put you in a victim box. When you stop playing that game, you will start to live, and you will live a much better and wholesome and complete life. And let me tell you something else. Let me tell you, when you 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 Democrats, you people out there who are psychologically damaged from COVID, you're psychologically, well, not from COVID, you're psychologically damaged from what the government did to you. And you're psychologically damaged from, from, from bad schooling, from indoctrination, from Democrats. Let me tell you, let it go. Let it go. Stop believing in the religion of climate and go find something else to believe in. You know, I, look, I, I, go sit in on a church service sometime. You might be surprised. But even then, if, if you don't want to do that, go open a book. Go open a history book. Go do, go do some, put your time somewhere else rather than worrying you're not going to see next year because of climate change. Because it's a joke. What the government is doing and what they're saying about climate change is just to get power over you. Let it go, folks. Stop, drop your fear and start to live. Stop being a victim and start to live. Listen, every one of us has a limited time on this planet. That we know. I don't care who you are. I don't care what I, AI is doing. Every human on this planet has a limited time here. Why not make the most of it? Why not make the most of it? And you know what? When you better yourself, you can help better others. When you fight adversity and you beat adversity, you give a beautiful example for someone who's coming behind you. So instead of some telling, look, there are a lot of black families, and I've witnessed this, and Hispanic families, who tell their kids, you're not going to accomplish anything because the the, the, the country's against you, or, or people are mean, people are racist. You can put negativity, and negativity will breed. And if you want generations of, 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 of dependency, then you can create that for your family. But if you want generations of independence, if you want to break the bonds of dependency, then you start teaching your kids. Set, but set an example. Drop the victimhood. Drop it today. Knock that chip off your shoulder. Start living. Start living for yourself today. There's nothing wrong with looking out for yourself first. There's nothing wrong with putting yourself first. There's nothing wrong with keeping as much money as you can to make yourself uh, self-sufficient, to make yourself um, self-reliable, because you'll get to a point where you can help others. And then when you get to that point, then you help others. You help everybody you can, whether it's through a church service, whether it's a Red Cross. It doesn't matter whether you're just by the grace of goodness, giving out money on, that you want to give out. But you do it. Government's not going to do it. You do it. You do it. You set the example. You be that person that shows that kid, that child, your kid, your grandkid. You show them that in this country, it doesn't matter if we got a bunch of bozos uh, following a dementia patient around the Washington. It doesn't matter. This is the greatest country in the world. You go find yourself a Republican state to move to. If you're stuck in a Democrat, you find a way to get out. If you're stuck in a Democrat state, find a way to get out. Find a way to get out. And you watch how better your life is when you live somewhere like Florida. You live somewhere like Georgia. You live somewhere like Tennessee. You live somewhere like uh, Alabama. You live somewhere like Mississippi. You live somewhere like uh, Omaha. You live somewhere like uh, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa. 
there are lots of places to go to, folks, where you can not be a victim and you can be free. You can be, you can, you can have the joys of liberty, but you're going to have to work. You've got to have to work. You've got to fend for yourself. You've got to be self-reliant. You cannot depend on others. You're going to find mean people. You're going to find mean people. They're everywhere. Most of them are Democrats. And they make themselves feel better by trying to bring you down. Leave them. Leave them behind. Leave them behind. You have the power to do it. If my little old five foot three self, if I'm wearing the right shoes, can accomplish what I've accomplished, and I've got a long way to go, folks. I've got a long way to go. Yep. Wearing your spike kills. I, you know, they're inserts, David, and no one can see them. <laughs> so, but if I can get to where I've gotten through adversity that I've faced, and folks, it's not just adversity from mean people. I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a heart attack survivor. I, 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 I recently found out from my mother and my sister that I almost choked to death off my, off my sister giving me a popsicle when I should have had no, I uh, should have never had a popsicle as a child. I, you can get through adversity. You just got to be willing to say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do for myself. I'm going to succeed for myself so then I can help others. I'm going to succeed for myself so then I can help and put that example out for my kids or my grandkids or for other people. Be a mentor. Positivity will, will get you places that you never dreamed you could get to. And it's never too late. Never too late. So, all right, I didn't mean to get off on that public service message, but uh <laughs> sometimes certain things just have to be said and sometimes uh, you know, things will lead me to to certain diatribes and uh you know what? Uh and sometimes it's a message that people need to hear. And if I could help just one person today and then they could help somebody and they help and so on and so on, I'm telling you positivity will spread. It's harder to spread the negativity, but the rewards from positivity it's worth the hard work. Trust me, folks. All right, David, do we got to go to a break here? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor show. We will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider. For classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles, our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr, that's 888-268-4783, or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. 
For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor Show. I am Victor Armendariz, the Mexican, never afraid to be a Marcan. <clears throat> Marca. So I want to, uh, before I get into a couple of other other things. I want to do a quick segment here of uh, what what are the listeners saying, and uh, because we're getting uh, man, you listeners are awesome, and and again, thank you all of my listeners from across this fruited plains. I mean, I, I've got listeners all over the place, and uh, just about every state, and it's just amazing, and 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 outside the country, you know, we've got listeners in Mexico and Spain and some other places, so it's quite uh, humbling. So thank you to all of you, and a lot of you are active and and will send me messages, and I love it. So real quick, let me go, let me run down. Now you guys know, I don't take m- many phone calls during, during my show. We just don't have a lot of time and I've got a lot to say and you need to hear it. And so I don't do phone calls and I don't do guests. Um, you're not going to hear, I mean, every now and then we'll do a guest on this show, but, but not very often. If you want to hear me take phone calls, then you really got to listen when I fill in for Eric Erickson. When I fill in for him or, or one of the other guys, um, I do take phone calls on, on the, on those programs. But, uh, for my own show here, here at America's Web Radio, uh, our time is so precious together that, uh, I just don't, uh, just not going to use it for phone calls. Every now and then I will. You got to be pretty special. <laughs> so, all right. So, but you listeners can always contact me through social media. You, any, any way you can figure it out, you can find me. You can, uh, you can find me all over the place. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X, whatever they're calling it now. Um, you can even find this show on TikTok. Uh, you can find it on Facebook. You can find me everywhere. And, uh, so you can reach out to me. Uh, and I, I've got some listeners that have been reaching out during the show. So I want to take a minute here to, uh, just point out. Uh, some of the things the listeners are saying. So one listener points out, <clears throat> this listener is, uh, oh my gosh, this listener is down in Florida, I believe. Um, they are pointing out the fact that, have you noticed the national price of gas has reached $4? The national price of gas in this country has reached uh, an average price of just under 4 bucks. Have you heard anything in the media about it? Biden doesn't want to talk about it. Kareem Jean-Luc Pierre, uh, whatever her name is, he doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, Cackling Kamala doesn't want to talk about it. Can you imagine Kamala trying to talk about the gas prices? Um, well, um, 
gas is high. And when gas goes high, um, the prices on the on the signs have to change. The numbers change. <laughs> that's pretty much what Kamala. That's a Kamala discussion on gas prices. That's it's. Oh my gosh, that that lady's so incompetent. I'm not even going to go down there. But uh, this listener points out. This listener from Florida points out that the national average price of gas is just about four bucks. And you're not hearing, you're not hearing anything in the media. Why is that? Why? Why? Why do you, don't you think the media wants to, look, trust me, the media doesn't have to remind people. This is what I'm telling you. This is one of the things I talk about all the time. The blue collar, the, the downtrodden, the hard worker, the person living paycheck to paycheck, the person who's living month to month trying to figure out how to make it, the person who's having to work two and three jobs to get by and, and Joe Biden's economy, they don't need to be reminded whose fault it is that the gas prices are going up. And even the people, even the, the, some of these people who are clueless and just uninformed voters, uh, even those people, will blame Joe Biden for the gas prices. He's the one in the Oval Office. He's the one in Washington. The Democrats control just about everything. They're the ones that are going to get the blame, and deservedly so. I'm just pointing out there are a lot of voters out there who are misinformed or uninformed. They don't pay attention. But when they have to open up their wallet and mortgage their house to pay for their gas to get to work or to get to wherever else they're going because it's $4 a gallon and up, Especially the ones that are in blue states, because if you're in a blue state, some of these blue states are paying $5 already. And if you're doing that, you don't need to be reminded by the media that there's, there's gas prices are high. You know it because you feel that pain. Because unlike taxes where they can hide taxation and they tax you every which way from Sunday, but you're too dumb to see it because you only look at, oh, look at my gross, look at my gross pay. You, and you think you get a rebate from the government? You think you're getting all these tax credits? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but you don't see that, so you don't feel it. But you do feel, you do see, when that money leaves your pocket to go in your gas tank, you see it, you feel it, and it hurts. And those people, I'm telling you, a lot of those people are going to be ready to throw Joe Biden out on his head and hopefully a lot of Democrats with him. Because it is their fault, it is their policies driving gas up. And they're doing it on purpose. While they will give you lip service and say that they're not in control, it's the Saudis, the mean, mean, mean Middle East. They won't bring down gas prices. Well, I'm old enough to remember when Donald J. Trump was president, we were energy independent. And by energy independent, it didn't matter what the Middle East did. It didn't matter what Russia did. Didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter. Because by being energy independent, we control our own fate. And that's why under Donald J. Trump, gas prices were nowhere near $3. They were down hovering around 2 bucks. They went from 180 to 239 around that area, somewhere around there. During Donald Trump's presidency, your gas prices were the lowest they've been in a long time. And along comes, comes Joe Biden. He he, he stops drilling. He makes it harder to drill. He makes it harder for exploration. He's trying to shut down um, refineries. He wants to not build refineries. He may not be shutting down by refineries. We don't even have that many. But you know what I'm saying here. It's through regulation. He's putting the brakes on 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 oil and gas, and he's driving gas prices up. He put how many people did he put out of work at the pipeline that was supposed to be finished? 
That pipeline, if Donald J. Trump were reelected, that pipeline would be active today and we wouldn't have four or $5 gas. But Joe Biden came in and he shut down the pipeline. He put all those people out of work. And what did the elitists tell you? What did the elitist Democrats tell the pipe worker? Oh, you go get a, a, a coding job. What pipe worker is going to just flip a switch and go learn how to code? I am a pretty smart dude, and I don't want to learn how to code. <laughs> it ain't easy, folks. Once you learn it, it might be easy, but I don't want to go back to school to learn how to code. And neither do the pipe workers or the coal diggers or all these blue-collar workers, the coastal elites and the Democrat elite. The party of the rich, which is the Democrat party, told all these people, oh, screw you. You don't need a job. That's a dirty job. We don't like that job. You go find something else to do. Can you imagine if a Republican did that? I mean, come on, folks. You know darn well. You know darn well what would happen. So this listener in Florida, great point. Gas prices are over, reaching $4. They're over 4 bucks in some places. And the media is silent. Joe Biden is silent. The Democrats don't want to talk about it. But... Make no mistake. Make no mistake. As soon as these gas prices are still going up, they're going to continue to go up. And eventually Joe Biden's going to have to say something. So he's going to blame the Republicans and he's going to blame the Middle East. And then the Democrats are going to come out and they're going to whine and complain. And they're going to tell you, oh, it's so bad, the Middle East. It's so bad, those Arabs. They're so bad. They're so mean. Uh, and they, we're doing everything we can, but, but they just won't help us help you. No, don't ever forget. It's the Democrat Party doing to you. They're the ones doing this. Joe Biden's the one doing this. The Democrats are the ones that are causing gas prices to go up. And Joe Manchin's just at fault as all the other Democrats. So don't listen to this Joe Manchin BS when he tries to act like he cares about the high gas prices. Whatever. He did it. He's the one that got that inflation reduction. Reduction. Which all it was was a climate change uh, green party bill. That's all that was. Joe Biden did, uh, Joe Manchin did that. He's the one that got that passed. So all the pain you're feeling right now and inflation's going back up, gas going back up, Joe Manchin and the Democrats with Joe Biden at the helm, they did it to you. They did it to you. So, uh, good point by this listener on how the media doesn't want to cover it. They also don't want to cover the, uh, strategic, uh, petroleum reserves. They don't want to just, they don't want to cover that. Why? Because Joe Biden and the Democrats depleted our strategic reserves. They depleted our strategic reserves. They haven't built those reserves back up. Do you want to put those reserves back up at the cost of gas now? You know, when when Donald Trump stockpiled the, the strategic reserves, he did it at some of the lowest per barrel, barrel price in history. And now Joe Biden has depleted the strategic reserves, and he doesn't want to replenish them. A, he doesn't want to replenish them because they don't like oil, and his, his uh, wacko radical base will get mad at him. But he also can't replenish them because the gas prices are at that such a high point right now. It will cost the taxpayer so much money to restock the strategic reserve. And that's going to be more inflation. Uh, but I'm, I'm, this, this is your elitist Democrat party. They don't care about the common man or woman. They don't care about the common American. They only care about power and their elitist butts. And how can they make you more dependent? How can they use the fake science and fake crisis of climate, the climate change fakeness? How can they use that to put you into, into more dependency on them? Uh, every, how come folks, how come every solution, so-called solution to climate change, every fight they're making, 
on climate change? How come all of those things, not a darn thing does any good for you? Not a darn solution that they come up with uh, makes anything cheaper for you? No, but it sure makes them richer. How is it that every solution the Democrats come up with to fight climate change makes the Democrat elitist richer? It makes the donor class richer. It makes the elite class richer. It makes these phony corporations richer. When are you going to wake up and understand that all you have to do to, to, you don't even have to do the data. You don't have to go through the science of it. Just, just to see how much BS this climate change topic is. Just follow the money. The only people getting rich from the so-called fighting climate change are the Democrat elite, the donor elite, the corporate elite. Those are the people getting rich off so-called climate change. Your life's not getting any better. Every windmill they make, every solar panel they make, every hardship they put on you makes your energy price go up, makes your gas prices go up. Every part, aspect of your life, every aspect, every cost of living that you have to deal with is going up because of their fake science, their fake war on climate change. So when you get poor in the name of climate change, you don't just lose your freedom and your liberty. You're losing wealth. You and me, we the people are losing wealth. Not the elitist. Not the elitist. The corporate elite, the Democrat elite, the donor elite class. All of them get wealthier and wealthier and richer and richer. While you and me get poorer and poorer in the name of climate change. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So good point by the caller from Florida. Great point there. I'm the the listener from Florida. Great point. I had another listener. I believe this listener was from Georgia who uh, made a good point about the topic in the first hour that, um, you know, fires, natural disasters, none of these disasters, whether it be a hurricane, a flood, a a tornado, um, or just bad storms or, or fires, none of those disasters... They don't give a rat's you know what about equity. They don't care what color skin you have. They got a path and they go on a path of destruction and they don't care. Equity doesn't play a part. But yet the the government that tells you that they're going to take care of you if you just give them power, they just make it worse. In the name of green science, they make it worse for you. So very good points from the listeners. So uh, I like, you know, every now and then I like to do these segments where where we hear from the listeners and talk from the listeners and and li- you listeners are great. So I've got other li- so I've got some listeners in Georgia that uh, that they want to uh one listener uh, gr- again, it's a great question. What's the next crisis? What's the next crisis going to be? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me talk about what a danger it was for because so many people in this country out of fear from a flu, from a virus, gave up so much liberty, gave up so much freedom. You gave so much authoritarian power to the Democrat Party and to politicians that they're so drunk on that power. I told you years ago, I told you that they are not going to let that power go. Once COVID is gone and people get sick of the, the restrictions and we get through it and we are through it, we are through it. 
that the government will not let that power go. They're going to find another way to do it. And by golly, you pay attention because what did I tell you? I told you in 2020, I think in the latter part of 2020, I told you that if Joe Brandon Biden got elected, that him and his merry band of socialist authoritarian Democrats would use the so-called climate change crisis as the next way to shut down this country and to force you into living how you don't want to live. And by golly, that's what's coming because there was a reporter. There was a reporter the other day that asked 10%. They asked 10% Joe, the dementia patient, the dementia in chief. They asked him, hey, why haven't you declared climate change a national emergency? You know how they did COVID? Oh, it's a national emergency. So all of a sudden, the, the, the Democrat in the Democrats' eyes, these politicians, these idiots in Washington, they believe that by declaring a national emergency that you can tear up the Constitution. You can just trample on the United States Constitution and we, the Dumb masses, <laughs> I'm not going to say the other word, the dumb masses in this country allowed the Democrats and these politicians to take all this power and trample on the Constitution because you were afraid of the virus. And and look, I, I understand being afraid of it in the beginning, but it didn't. But we now know that everything the government, almost everything the government did was wrong and unnecessary and taking away our freedoms and liberty was the biggest mistake they've ever they ever made. And we, the people, should make them pay for it by throwing out every one of these bozos out of office, uh, starting with the entire Democrat Party. Throw them all out of office. But uh, now, now this reporter, this reporter asked the dementia patient, why haven't you declared climate change a national emergency? So what they're asking, why haven't you taken fake science? Ladies and gentlemen, there is more data that disproves climate change. And I mean man-made climate change. The climate always changes. Folks, for thousands and thousands and millions of years, this planet has gone through changes in its climate. And it's not going to stop now. It happened thousands and thousands and millions and millions of years ago, and it's going to happen thousands and millions into the future. Climate will change. But to try and make this a crisis, a false crisis, and blame it on man, and and truly blame it on all of you peasants, uh, because it's nothing that the I mean the Democrats can fly around in jets. John Kerry can fly around on jets. The the Hollywoodians they can fly around on jets. They're elitist, don't you know? They're better than you, don't you know? But you, you peasants, we the people down here, oh gosh, we're we're, we're going to kill the planet. So we must suffer. Not the elitist. We must suffer. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing I always say to these people. You first. John Kerry, give up your airplane. Joe Biden, give up Air Force One and Air Force Two. You give it up first. You stop flying, and then maybe we'll think about stop flying. But until you bozos stop flying private, then I'm going to keep flying whatever way I want to. But this reporter asked Joe Biden, why haven't you declared? And you know what Joe said? Oh, I have. I already did. I issued a climate crisis. And then as he goes on, he says, well, I almost have. You know, we did the infl- – and this is where the truth came out finally about the inf- inf- the so-called uh, inflation reduction bill where Joe Biden himself said, well, it really should have been called the green climate bill. It really should have been called green climate change bill because that bill had nothing to do with reducing inflation. It had everything to do with raising inflation because it had everything to do with making their donors rich and the Democrats rich in the name of green climate Climate change science. That bill is a climate change bill, and all they did was take money from the American populace. They took taxpayer dollars to make themselves rich, to make their friends rich, their donors rich, and anybody with a Democrat cause rich. 
That's what they did. It did nothing to help the American people. Did nothing to reduce inflation. Uh, and that and that that is basically the client crime bill, uh, the the climate bill. That Joe Biden is saying, well, that that's pretty much like a climate crisis declaration. I didn't, he didn't necessarily declare it, but by passing this ridiculous, stupid uh, climate change bill that passed because of Joe freaking Manchin, that they're able to get and do all this regulation and all this BS stuff that they could do, they could really do if they issue a a, a national crisis. If they call if they and na- issue a national emergency. Calling climate change the national emergency crisis. If they do that, because that's coming next, folks. That's coming next. Everything, none of this happened by mistake. This reporter, trust me, this reporter was told by some Democrat officer, some Democrat official, some bureaucrat, put this plant into this media person's head to say, ask Joe about a climate crisis, ask him about a national emergency for a climate crisis. And then this reporter dutifully goes and gets in front of Joe and asks him. And doesn't hold his feet to the fire, just lets Joe, uh, lie like he normally does, and then, uh, skate around the issue, and then bloviate about the inflation reduction bill, although they got the truth out that it's not an inflation bill, it was a, it was a climate change bill. And it was just a waste of money. But now, that puts it out there, that puts it in the air, the media starts to talk about it, the media now will talk about the national market. You mark my words, the media will start Telling everybody, let's review the national emergency clause. How much power does the president really have? What can the president do by issuing a national emergency? And then they're all going to start calling for Biden to issue a national emergency in the name of climate change. And ladies and gentlemen, who do you think that's going to hurt? It's not going to hurt the elitist media people. It's not going to hurt the Joe Biden and his family. It's not going to hurt Pelosi and her family. It's not going to hurt any politician. It's not going to hurt any elitist bureaucrat. It won't hurt Hollywood. But it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt the plumber. It's going to hurt the server. It's going to hurt the waiter, the waitress. It's going to hurt the janitor. It's going to hurt uh, whatever mediocre job you have or whatever middle class job, whatever uh, middle to high, wherever your job is, pilots, stewardesses, flight attendants, whatever they're called now. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt everyone but the elite because if they declare a climate change, a climate uh, crisis, they're going to try to shut you down. They're going to try to shut certain businesses down, starting with the oil industry. Where are you going to get your gas? You won't have gas. How are you going to drive around? You won't get to drive around. Uh, if you don't have an EV, and trust me, they're going to come after the power grids. They'll shut down the nuclear powers. They'll shut down the coal plants. They'll shut down. All there will be is solar panels and windmills, and that can't power base load power, which means you won't have power in your home. You won't be able to charge your electric car. Now, the elitist in Washington, they'll have all the power they need. But you won't. You won't. You will have rolling blackouts in every part of this country if they declare a climate change crisis, if they declare an emergency. Ladies and gentlemen, you better be ready to fight. You better be ready to stand up, finally stand up for your liberty, for your freedom. You stand up for this country. You stand up for this constitution because we cannot allow the Democrat Party or any politician to declare a national emergency to to seize power over the Constitution. Can't do it. Cannot do it. So be ready to fight. And there's an election coming up, and you better vote accordingly. You better throw these Democrats so far out of office that that door does hit them on the derriere on the way out. You want the door to hit them on the way out. You want it to hit them so hard that they it throws them all the way back to their district. 
You want that door to hit them so hard that Google won't be able to find these Democrat politicians. I am just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, you've got to be ready to fight for freedom and liberty because this is what's coming. So, all right, pay attention for that. Uh, all right, now let me move on here for the little time that we have left. Uh, look, there's no new polling out. I, 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 the gathering that happened this this weekend in, in Atlanta, I did get to go to it. I did enjoy it. Uh, it was put on by Eric Erickson. Uh, Vivek Raswamy was there. Ron DeSantis was there. Uh, Chris Christie, I don't know why, but he was there. Nikki Haley was there. Tim Scott was there. Uh, th- there were some fantastic things said, good speeches told. Um, the highlight of the time, Ron DeSantis had the best lines. Uh, probably the best applause and uh, Vivek Rajaswamy was probably second with the best line and the best applause uh, Tim Scott did fine, Nikki Haley did fine uh, Nikki Haley actually did better than I think I've seen her anywhere else um, so it was a really good show, Chris Christie's a bloviating idiot so I don't even want to talk about him um, but uh, but Ron DeSantis let me tell you what he said, Ron DeSantis said on day one, if he's elected he will fire 50% of the government that every every Government agency will have to reduce its manpower by 50%. That is gold. That's music to my ears. And that's what makes Ron DeSantis. That's why Ron DeSantis is in second place. Uh, and Vivek Rajaswamy, he said also, if he's elected, that the first thing he will do is do mass layoffs to the bureaucracy that's in Washington. So good for him. Good for him. So those two had a good time. Uh, so I'll, next week we'll talk about more. Look, folks, even two hours is not enough to get to what we need to get to. Next week I'll talk about polling because Trump is running away with it. All right, folks, stay, stay tuned. Uh, we got some shows coming up next, and I'll be here next week. So uh, you guys have a good week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.